0: RadioInfluence.com What's up? Live Bold and Boss Up Thank you guys so much for joining Guess what? We are live at the Women's Conference of Florida We're actually honored to be the podcast sponsors first ever of the women's conference of Florida. And we get to chat with the morning keynote speaker, Erica Dewan, who is named by thinkers 50 as Oprah of management thinkers. She also authors two books, get big things done and the power of connectional intelligence and digital body language, which Steph and I got a copy of and signed by Erica. We're so excited to dive in. She was amazing on stage this morning. She really gets you thinking about, you know, digital connection, right? Distance in the workplace and really creating that cultural connectivity and understanding. Um, She's rated number one from the top women keynote speaker in 2022. So you can imagine how that speech was. She was amazing. She got us up and dancing and everything. And she's been really appearing frequently on Harvard Business Review, Forbes, uh, Fast Company, Huffington Post. She's really out there. We're so excited to have her. She actually had her po- her own podcast as well. Um, so please enjoy. Sorry for the noise because we are live at the conference, but enjoy the conversation guys welcome erica thank you for having me thank you so much we're honored to have you on here yeah. you. i am thrilled to be here you you just spoke at the women's conference of florida we heard you speak it was it was amazing,
1: amazing. and i love love the bollywood dance yes, the yes yes, yes. And that's an amazing way to start a meeting yeah i mean i've been a keynote speaker for
2: 10 years But so much of the time I'd walk into the room and it would be 3 p.m. in the day and everyone had been sitting. They were exhausted. They were tired. And we don't just think with our minds. We think with our bodies. And so years ago, I started to experiment. I said, what could I bring? That's me. That's truly Erica. And I tried it once. I said, I'd like everyone to stand up and learn a Bollywood dance move. And I realized how much people loved it. And then I did it again and I did it again. And then I started to do it twice like I did today at the beginning and the end. And I realized, again, people don't remember what you say, what you do. They remember how you made them feel. Right. And dance gives us
1: a different feeling. Absolutely. hundred percent. And that, like, I'll always remember that. Mm-hmm. And and also during the, the conference, you were talking about connecting digitally, which obviously in today's world there's it's a whole new world for a lot of us um the past two years just being thrown into this craziness and you created a book or you have two books mm-hmm. and um i want to hear i want you to share with the listeners more about this this digital world yeah. how to have that connected uh iq or yes connectional yeah. intelligence yes.
2: Ooh, yes tell us about so Research shows that up to 70% of our communication is our nonverbal body language, the pacing, the pauses, the gestures, the tone, the handshake, the lean in. But when we're communicating digitally, the majority of that has disappeared. But here's the reality. Body language hasn't disappeared in the world of slacks, emails, texts, video calls. It's just transformed. And through my research, what I discovered is that we now infuse what I call digital body language, which are all the new cues and signals we send, whether we know it or not. Things like the choice of communication medium. Did we choose to call, to set up a live meeting, to to email? These are not trivial decisions. They have different meanings and intentions. Right? Uh, you know, how carefully you wrote an email to give people what they need to make it not super long or super brief and unclear. Even simple things like response time. Did you respond in two minutes, two days, two weeks? People make meanings out of this emojis, exclamations. And so what I really sought out to do was help people build a common language when body language is no longer present. And that's not just during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's now anytime, anywhere. When we're texting
1: our kids, when we're communicating with our colleagues that are traveling that day, it's the new language of leadership. So what do you recommend? Because I always analyze every text I said, and I'm, <laughs> I'm probably sent too many emojis than I should. Yes. Too many exclamation points. Right. And, so what do you like? What's a good medium? What do you recommend?
2: Yeah. Well, how do we handle all the confusion and anxiety that can come up with the lack of tone and body language in digital communication. So, first, when we receive a, commu- a communication that is confusing or ambiguous, maybe from a boss saying, send me this report now in all caps, or, um, you know, where is this? Question mark, question mark. We wonder what the qu- second question mark is for. First, assume the best intent. Check your bias. Remember that up to 50% of the time, tone is misinterpreted in digital communication because we can't read those facial cues, whether someone's on the verge of tears or excited. Number two, ask for clarity. Don't be afraid. If it's, you know, three reply all emails, pick up the phone, switch the channel, or just really be direct. You know, can you share what you need and by when? Sometimes we have to remember that clarity is empathy today. And sometimes we're all struggling. We don't know what to share. And I I think if we're on the flip side of it, if we're sending messages, remember to choose to be clear, not brief. Don't be hasty. Be thoughtful, not rushing an email. It's not going to get you ahead. Being thoughtful and giving others what they need is right. Saying, no, I'm not going to send this text. I'm going to call them or we're going to wait. We're not going to send 15 reply all emails. We're going to have a live meeting and talk about this through because it's complex. And last but not least, check your bias. Are you a digital native who thinks everything can be done virtually or are you more of what I call the digital adapters who need that in-person connection? And try to choose at least three mediums and have variety when you connect with people so that you're not just assuming everyone will share in one medium, medium when they find their voice in others.
1: It is great advice. Is.
0: I like. I like your your advice on switching. Yes. Right? So if you're in an email and you're not sure, pick up the phone. Yes. Switch that communication device.
2: Yes. I like that.
0: And, uh, you know, sometimes that's not possible.
2: Right. Right. Sometimes someone's traveling or on the road and you can't. Mm-hmm. So don't shy away from just being responding back, saying, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, do you need this or this? Even just the visual design of our emails, I like to say, is a new signal of executive presence. Like, did you send like a low context brief email that's confusing to a client or did it have bold underlined headings? Did it get to the point like this is a new signal of confidence in some ways? And what I love is it kind of flattens the playing field. In a traditional setting, there's a lot of gender biases against women. Voice pitch, tone, how tall you are. These things shaped who got heard, who didn't, who seemed professional, who seemed confident and who didn't. But in some ways, email and these digital tools flatten those those traditional gender yeah, biases. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And it can enable women to find their voice even more. I found that sometimes I find my voice more... Speaking virtually to a group where it's a lot of older, especially white men, who you know I'm I'm a different voice in the room, but it's
0: less about how I look and it's more about what I'm saying and my ideas. Mm -hmm. So, just a curious question. So now that we have all of this digital, you know, ways to communicate, like hundred, I mean, there's so many different things. There's like Slack and Teams and all these different things, and you still have texting and phone and email. Do you feel like with with the current society, how they're going with remote and maybe some of them are coming back into the workplace, but, you know, do you think it it makes a difference being in person now, now that you have all these ways of communicating?
2: Well, I think our digital technologies and how we can connect have changed the meaning of what an in-person meeting should be now. You know, if we we've all seen that cartoon of, you know, the meetings that could have been emails like we were always doing that. (laughs) And I think this gives us an opportunity to really ask ourselves, what did we long for when we weren't meeting? So how will we make these in-person meetings matter? Start with an exchange, a water cooler discussion, give people time to share their stories get everyone's ideas, not just the same three people that always used to talk in those in-person meetings pre-pandemic. And that's, that's the magic if we create it. Right. Right. And and so some things don't need to be in-person meetings anymore and some things really should be.
0: And I think this gives us an opportunity to be intentional about it. Right. Do you feel like videos will kind of take the place of in-person in some
2: cases? In a lot of cases, We're seeing teams where they don't want to travel all the time and they don't want to commute times, even if they're local. So let's talk about what really is actually just as effective virtually and what should be in person. Maybe we need... One or two days, if it's a hybrid team in the office, but we all come in the same day. At the beginning, we the week before we decide what meetings do we want to have in person: a brainstorming meeting on a whiteboard, a new hire joins, and we want to welcome them in the right way. Um, you know, it's someone's work anniversary or something's some going on. We come together. But if we're just ha- doing status updates, like let's not waste all this time in commutes. Like, as busy women, we we all feel like our time is valued when other people value it. And, you know, last but not least, I think let's be more creative. So let's have pre-work before those live meetings so that everyone thinks about their ideas. Let's record stuff that we don't need to be in person. And let's remember when virtual is actually better. Things like an update where you want that equal playing field of everyone in boxes Mm -hmm. and you want to use the chat. You want to use a virtual whiteboard for group sharing or half the people are not in the room and half of the people are. So then you need... A hybrid structure where you have a remote host and you have a live host, and when the discussion starts, you start by having the remote attendees share to
1: remove your own proximity bias. I like that. I love yeah. that advice, and I love the advice too that you gave during your speech about basically setting the tone up front. Like if yeah. if you're paying attention and not multitasking, we can get at, get out of here ten minutes early. Yes, yes. I like, love that. Yeah, set yes. it
2: up like remind right. them of that. Otherwise, they'll be on their emails. Here's the like, carrot. okay.
1: This is not my topic. Right. It's so funny because. You wouldn't be checking your emails and texts if you were in person. Yeah, in no, a that would be no. so rude. So rude. Right. So why do it on a video? It's just easier, right? right? It's just right in front of us, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Just like when our kids are in front of us while we're working. Right. Yeah. So this is an this is a moment where we're going to build entirely new rituals. And we need to get feedback from each other. We need to not assume everything's going to just work mm-hmm. and keep trying after meetings. Say, OK, what could it go better next time and make it an agile improvement model versus just this is the way it is or this is the way we used to do it. Right. I love that. Yes.
1: And we have your book here. Yes. Great. I look I'm forward so excited. to reading it, The Digital Body Language. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is going to be great for anyone in the business world learning how to navigate. How do you lead today? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So thank you so much for this. Um, I'm super excited about you moving to Tampa. Yes, know, I'm, I'm going to be a Tampa local in about eight weeks. I'm moving here and I'm so excited. It's very exciting. Go Buccaneers. Yes. Yay. We'll have to have a reunion podcast once. Yes
3: you're yes. here again. So thank, thank
1: you Eric, so thank you. much.
0: Until next time, babes, live bold and boss up. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence.
3: I spend more time than most on Instagram. I usually break it into three different times during the day. I usually get up pretty early, about five o'clock. So while I'm sitting there enjoying my coffee and eating breakfast, I will spend at least an hour on engagement. I go through and I look at what people are posting, you know, whether they're my followers or specific hashtags that I might follow. I like, I comment. And I'm I'm a real person. I know some people will just copy and paste the same comment on everyone's pictures. And I laugh. Like one time I had a picture of, it had nothing to do with food. I think it was a, a flower or a plant or something. And someone posted, that looks so delicious. I want to eat it right now. And I had to laugh. I thought, well, this is someone who's just pasting the same comment on everyone's pictures. So... When you are engaging on social media, the key is to also be authentic. Read those captions. I can't tell you how many times I might post something that's actually very serious and people don't read it, and they'll comment something that has nothing to do with my post. When I see that, it just kind of bothers me because I think, well, you're not even listening or reading my message of what I'm trying to put out there. So it's definitely important to do that. And as a creator myself, I love nothing more than when people actually read what I have to say and even message me and say, you know, I really like that dish that you posted because of you. I went to that restaurant last week and I enjoyed what I ate or thank you for sharing your experience. I really learned from it. Those are just the things that really make me happy. And it just continues to fuel my passion for what I'm doing in the social media world. Forking Around
0: Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.